Shouse is a singer-songwriter living in North Carolina. Last year, she put out an album called Prone to Wander on Dial Back Sounds, a label headed up by drive-by truckers bassist Matt Patton. This May, they are putting the album out on vinyl. I got a chance to chat with Krista about the album and the songs she wrote for it. She has a distinct sound, and the album captures a great vibe. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Well, the album Prone to Wander came out in May of 2020, and uh, you recorded with Matt Patton of Drive-By Truckers in in his studio in Mississippi. Can you tell us a little bit about the recording of that album? Yeah, so we chose, I chose to do it at Dialback because it is a studio in Mississippi, and we had some mutual friends, and uh, it just seems like the right fit for us. It's just outside of Oxford in a little town called Water Valley, and um, I mean, it was really exactly what I was looking for. It was important to me to keep the money in Mississippi and to use talent that's from Mississippi. Um, and so we ended up being able to do that. Um, it was actually my first time in a studio. So there was a little bit of a learning curve for me, but, um, everyone that was there was so competent and made me feel so comfortable and, uh, everyone worked together so seamlessly that, I think the record came out well. I think we had a really good time, and you can hear that. And uh, it's definitely because of that space that they have there, you know. Who all was playing on the album? Um, so we had Stu Cole from the Squirrel Nut Zippers. He's the bassist from the Squirrel Nut Zippers. Um, came down from North Carolina. And then my partner came down from North Carolina as well. And then we had Bronson, too. Um, who is from Mississippi, and then Eric Carlton, who's from Mississippi. Um, so we all kind of worked together on that. And then there were some other folks like Schaefer Lana um, and Freeman that sang backup vocals. And so, yeah, we all worked together on that. And it was it was really fun. It was really wonderful. Yeah, it looks like a, a great space that they got there. I've just seen pictures online, but it looks like a cool little studio. It is. It's like an old house that they've kind of transformed into a studio. So it's like super homey. There's a place where you can sleep in the back and like you don't really have to leave. You can kind of cave in, you know. How did you come to uh, work with the guys at Dialback? Uh, We had some mutual friends. Uh, Stu, who co-produced the album, um, had lived in Mississippi in Taylor, which is not too far from there and worked at the studio a bunch. Um, and then a couple of my other friends who've also recorded albums there, Cody Rogers and some other people. And so we had definitely heard of each other. Um, and so when I started that conversation, it was more like a, Hey, we have a bunch of, you know, the same friends. And then we sent demos back and forth and kept talking. And it just seemed like it was the right decision. And that's kind of how it came to be. Right. Right. And is it, it, it seems like it's got a lot of uh, um, kind of like vintage gear and stuff. Is it, did you guys record the tape or were there, were there computers involved at all? Yeah. All the bottoms were recorded to tape. So we did like vocals, acoustic guitar, drums, and bass to tape. And then when we went back in with some other stuff on top, that's when we kind of did a little bit of both. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Well, it has a good sound to it. it has a, that a very organic sound. I like it. Thank you. I think that yeah, I think they really did a great job producing, and I was super impressed. I really like the sound of it too. So I'm glad you do. <laughs> 
So um, the album, the lyrics of the album uh, deal with a lot of uh, issues of uh, small town America. And I was wondering, um, uh, what, what sort of uh, towns did you grow up in? Did you grow up in a pretty rural environment? Um, somewhat. When I was really when I was really little, we lived in uh, Greenwood, which is in the Delta, and we ended up, ended up moving to the Jackson area, um, which wasn't as rural. My parents, um, my mom's a teacher, my dad's a preacher, um, and then but ended up spending a lot of time on the farm of my grandparents, which is in Hernando, which is super rural. It's just just south of Memphis, and then. Um, I also spent some years in Clarksdale in the Delta, which, you know, I lived in a neighborhood, but you could definitely say that it's rural. There's not a lot there. Yeah. Yeah. I've been noticing uh, a lot of, um, in, in the Americana, you know, kind of rootsy world, a lot of, um, uh, people who are uh, reflecting on those, those rural issues and all the things that are, are, are happening in rural America. Um, I think it's kind of an, an, an interesting thing that's happening right now. Yeah, I mean, that's just kind of like, you know, being from Mississippi, it's it's kind of like a double-edged thing, because I feel like a lot of Mississippi is just kind of forgotten about, you know, and um, or, or and also easily written off. Like, when people hear you're from Mississippi, they're either like, ew, or have all these assumptions. Um, but really, there's a lot of really beautiful people there um, that are very marginalized and do seem to be forgotten about. And I feel like it says like everyday experiences that I've felt, especially with this album drawn to speak on, because I mean, that's just how life is, <laughs> you know, right. it's not always fair. Yeah. 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 I live in a, a pretty, a, a fairly rural part um, of America. I mean, the town I'm in has grown quite a bit since I was a kid. It's about 55,000 people now. But um, much smaller when I was a kid. Uh, but uh, surrounding this area is is nothing but um, you know three thousand, five thousand person towns, and um, it, it, the people it seem to not. When you think of Nevada, people tend to think of Vegas, and 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 that's pretty much it, you know. But there's this whole right. this whole other thing going on out here in Nevada, and it's kind of a kind of seems similar to that situation. Yeah, I could totally see that. So the the title track is is prone to wander, and I was wondering if it, is that biographical? Were you were you writing from your your own perspective on that one? Um, yeah, for the most part, I was. Um, Prone to Wander is taken from a, an old religious song that I really loved growing up and singing in church. And so just take, taking that and kind of juxtaposing it with the idea of um, leaving the faith that I was kind of raised to believe, you know, that kind of like in the in the box type of faith. Um, trying to, you know, finding my way out of that, which was super hard to come to terms with, especially in the beginning, you know? Um, yeah. So a lot of that is actually come coming from some true feelings. Right. Were you raised, For sure. were you raised in a sort of like a Southern evangelical kind of a, a setting? 
Yes, yeah. Southern Baptist. Southern Baptist, right. That's a, the kind of vibe I got from uh, from the song. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I wanted to talk about uh, the song "It Is Gone" as well. Um, it hits on a lot of uh, um, issues of the that that small town environment and whatnot. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that song? There ain't a lot to do and sure not much to say. Yeah, it's not, it is gone, um, yeah, it does hit on those issues that we were talking about earlier, just feel, just that feeling of desperation and desolation, and, you know, it's almost like, it's not about a specific place, I didn't write that about a certain town, it's more so like a place in your heart and your mind where you go whenever you feel when you feel those things, when you feel desperate, when you feel like you're in a desolate place that maybe this will never get better. Um, when you see oppression take place or per- perhaps have participated in, in, in yourself, you know, and um, it's just that feeling that who, who knows if like it will ever get better, you know, but I know that like, I know that I'm thinking about a future or a hope that's away from here, you know? Right. Right. Has that, as your area that you're living in, has that been um, hit pretty hard by the um, opioid epidemic? Yeah. Well, where I am now in uh, Marshall, just North of Asheville. Yes. I mean, I feel like this whole area has um, for sure. I do think, I don't think it's gotten worse during the pandemic, honestly. Yeah, with all the isolation and whatnot. Yeah, people being alone and, you know, not feeling safe to come forward and talk about it and get help, you know, the help that they need. It's more of like a secretive type of thing. So there's a lot of shame around it. Right, right. Well, the song uh, Ain't Your Fault uh, hits on a lot of social justice themes. And um, I was wondering what was the, the influence behind that song? Ain't Your Fault... I started writing that after one of the many uh, school shootings that was going on a couple years ago. And um, just out of that, well, it got me thinking about, you know, trauma, but especially childhood trauma in particular um, and how, I don't know, like when you're a kid, you don't have a lot of experience, right? So when we do experience trauma as a child, I feel like it's easily internalized. It's easily like, you know, it's easy for, it's easy to say, you know, well, is it something that I did or is it because of who I am that this happened, you know? And, um, so that was just sort of my song to the kids of like, I mean, it's not your fault. It's it's somebody else's fault, you know, and um, that's the best way for me to explain it. Just that internalization and just trying to give some reprieve to that, 
because it's like it really is a desperate feeling you know it's like what can we do for these kids and how can we tell them like this is not something that you're responsible for yeah i, I well i'm a i'm a, a teacher i'm a u.s history teacher and um i can tell you the kids uh, they, they feel it and they they know it and it's it's palpable in the classroom um when we do drills and and you know talk about school shootings and stuff it's it's a strange yeah strange I can't deal. even imagine doing all that right now. I mean that is intense. It's weird. you know I, I was thinking I was reflecting this year with the masks and we're doing a, a hybrid model right now where we're um, you know half the kids are there and it's this whole confusing schedule. but um, it just I was like, you know I've been teaching for 16 years. I never thought about um, getting shot, dying uh, in a pandemic like <laughs> this is a lot more yeah. death than I thought would be involved in in teaching you know it's a bizarre thing. I mean, everyone's going through a lot. They're going through a whole lot. I mean, and this kind of like going through it so young too. It's just going to, I don't know. Will it be normal Yeah. to them? I don't know. I don't know. I, I do think it's, it's fueling a sense of um, activism in young people. Um, they're, they're very connected to the world that they live in. And, um, and, you know, I think Greta Thunberg is a good example of, of a young person, you know, engaged in the whole process. Yes. Yeah. And I love to see it. That is encouraging and hope filled for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're, we're coming up on the, uh, the one year anniversary of, uh, of your release. And, um, I was wondering, um, uh, yeah. what you're going to be doing for, um, it, it, for the, the, the anniversary of the album. Well, we are going to put it out on vinyl. So, which is super exciting because I really, i I never saw us being here, you know, but fortunately, like I'm working with the studio dial back sound and we're working together to put this out, which is like so awesome. So excited about it. Um, the pre-orders are open now for it, but we're officially putting it out on April 30th, Friday, April 30th. So that's the day it comes out officially, but, um, We've got the pre-orders open now, and we created, my partner and I um, recorded like six, six songs from home. We call, we're calling it Quarantine Covers, an EP that if you do pre-order the, the vinyl, you get it for free um, to download with that, or you can get it as a standalone at Bandcamp um, that has some pretty cool covers on it. It's got... Um, Neil Young, Dolly Parton, John Prine, a few traditionals. So we're excited about that too. It's just like something special to go with it. Right. And if people want to pre-order, how can they how can they find that? Is all the uh the, the your website and all that kind of uh, social media and all that stuff? Yeah, it's all it's all on that. Um you can find it from my Instagram or my website, but it's on it's through my Bandcamp page. So it's Krista Shows. My my last name is spelled like Shows. S H O W S. It's a tricky one. Um, and you can definitely find it there. Cool. So are you going to be doing uh, any yeah. um, uh, like live streams and stuff like that to uh, when when it comes out to kind of help promote it? Uh, potentially, I don't have any scheduled at the moment, but it's probably something that we should definitely do. <laughs> 
Cool. Yeah. So other than that coming out, um, I know touring shut down and that makes things uh, super difficult, but um, do you have any other uh, projects you're working on right now? I'm just writing for the next, for the next thing, you know, that's all I can think to do. Um, which is honestly going rather slowly because I don't know. I feel like the inspiration has not been flowing like normal. Um, (laughs) but that's just because I think we're in a pandemic and I'm judging myself from my product productivity level and we're just all trying to make it, you know, Um, but yeah, writing for the next album. Is really what I'm trying to focus on. That's good. If it makes you feel any better, I've heard that from a number of artists that um, that people are are feeling like they have all this extra time at home. They should be writing more, but they don't. For some reason, it isn't flowing. So I don't know. It's an interesting thing that's going on. Oh well, that's that's good. That does make me feel a little better. <laughs> <laughs> heard that a number of times. That's, that's kind of strange. All right. Well. Um, that's all the questions I had for you. Uh, I really enjoyed the album. Do you have any, um, any any final thoughts before we wrap up here? You know, I was just thinking earlier today about this quote that I heard, and I can't even remember who said it or anything. But um, it's like, if what more are we here for if not to make life better for each other? And that's kind of just like a little nugget of wisdom I've been holding on to lately to try to keep my perspective and so, yeah, I think that's that's what I'd like to leave you with. I like that. That's fantastic. All right. Yeah. Well, thanks for chatting with me today. I appreciate it. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. This was a pleasure.